back to the second week of our new series called Mission Possible. This week, we're going to start right off the bat with a game of show and tell. You guys played it when you were younger, probably preschool, you know, first day, all the vibes. Fill in, fill in it here. I'm going to start with Sarah. All right. So for my show and tell, we have something that's very important to me. It is my Chick-fil-A badge. I have not worked a day yet, but I'm about to. Um, I also have a problem where I'm obsessed with Chick-fil-A. So this is my favorite item. So uh, right here I have this jar of like juniper, like essential oil kind of. I went to uh, Palo Duro Canyon and I picked off some leaves from a juniper tree. And I just like put them in a plastic bag on the way home so it wouldn't dry out. And then I put them in a jar, like matched it up with like a stick or something, I don't remember. And then I just added some rubbing alcohol. And then you let it sit for like a couple months and you shake it every day. And then eventually you have like this essential oil that smells like juniper, but it's just liquid. And then I was going to make like a cologne, but I forgot about that. So, yeah. My show and tell item is my Hawaiian Falls visor because I'm a lifeguard there this summer. Uh, my show and tell item, I got a broken mallet, you know, from all the practicing and, you know, doing my craft well. All right. Well, those were very interesting and some more than others. Feel free to share your favorite show and tell in the chat. And don't forget that that will be the theme throughout. If you haven't noticed already, each round of show and tell has two compartments, the showing and the telling hence the name. So if you showed us an item in your pocket but didn't tell us anything about it, we would be very confused as to why you're showing it to us. Or if you were to tell us about an item but refused to show us from your pocket, we would be very confused as to why you're being mysterious about it and weird. I'm going to share a time where I try to unsuccessfully communicate without words. If you guys have ever been to a kids camp or a counselor, you guys know that there's always a big show. I as a dancer, I'm always stuck with teaching the dance to the sixth grade girls. If I were to do a step, touch, step, touch, me as a dancer, I would say that that was a basic move. I don't need to explain it. But to people who haven't danced before, I'm going to need to show it to them five, six, seven, maybe eight times. Now, Michaela has a story that she would like to share with us. Okay, so earlier this summer, I was on stand at Hawaiian Falls, and we have these beach chairs that aren't supposed to be dragged into the water by the wave pool. And one of my friends that was on stand on the other side of the wave pool was trying to point out that the chair was in the water, but we had our mask on and she was across the pool so I couldn't hear her. And so she kept pointing at the chair and then hitting her own chair like this. And so it took me about 20 minutes to figure out she was talking about the chairs were in the water because I couldn't see her lips and she couldn't say anything. Like Michaela's story has showed us, even showing with just actions is not enough. Sometimes we need to use our words and communicate. So last week, we started a new series about the mission Jesus gave us as a whole world to talk about his life, his death, and last but not least, his resurrection. Last week, we mentioned that research shows that one of the most common words people use to describe Christians today is hypocritical. That means people who have encountered Christians um, whose lives don't line up with the words that they speak. So they say something, but it doesn't match with what the word of Jesus says. We could let that discourage us, or we could see it as a reminder that our mission is like a game of show and tell. We can't just tell people what we believe, we have to show it with our actions as well. So before we go any further, we're gonna recap what God's mission for us is by reading Matthew 28, 18 through 20, which says, 
Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded to you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God's mission for us is to go out and spread his words, talk about his life, his death, his resurrection. Um, this is called evangelizing, and it helps others to understand the love that we feel from God in their own lives. Sometimes this doesn't come across right, though, because people simply don't want to know what God is or who he is or what his purpose is, or they have had people evangelize to them in the past, and it's just come off wrong because they hear the words they're saying, but then the actions that those people show to them later doesn't match the words, and they don't seem like loving, godly people. So when we, are, when we are evangelizing, we have to make sure that it's not only our words that are the truth of God, but it's our actions mimicking how God would act as well. Now Michaela is going to tell us about another mission Jesus sent people out on. Before Jesus gave us the Great Commission, which we read a moment ago, Jesus sent 72 of his disciples out on another mission first. Let's take a look at what Jesus said at the beginning of that mission, because there's something important we can learn from it. Luke 10, 1 through 9 says, after the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go, he told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around the house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you, heal the sick who are there, and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. Isn't it interesting that Jesus had so much to say about his disciples' actions and not just their words? He told them to stay in people's homes, share, share meals with them, and accept their hospitality, build long-term relationships rather than moving around constantly, heal the sick members of the community they visit. Jesus didn't say, go into communities, preach to them, and then leave. He wanted his followers to build relationships and learn to serve others well, or even before they shared the good news of, with the words. Jesus sent his disciples to tell others about him. Yes, but he also wanted them to spend time with the communities they were reaching so that they could show the good news of Jesus with their actions too. Years after Jesus' resurrection, a man named Paul became one of the greatest missionaries of all time. Paul never met Jesus when Jesus was on earth, but Paul encountered Jesus in a vision that changed his life forever. Paul was a part of many missionary journeys in cities throughout the world, but today, let's look at just one of those journeys. On this journey, Paul and his partner Barnabas traveled to a city called Iconium and then to another city called Lystra. And we're going to read Acts 14, 1 through 17. At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went, as usual, into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against their brothers. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable, considerable, considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among both Gentiles and Jews, together with their leaders, to mistreat them and stone them. But they found out about it and fled to the Laconian cities of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding country, 
where they continued to preach the gospel. In Lystra, there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth, and he had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw that Paul had done, they shouted in the Laconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bowls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd, shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human, like you. We are bringing you the good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way, yet he has not let himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. In both of these cities, we see how Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas' words and actions, work together to help them share the good news of Jesus. In Iconium, God gave them the ability to perform miracles in order to confirm that the words that they were saying were true. And in Lystra, people began to listen to their message after they saw Paul and Barnabas heal a man who couldn't walk. Like the 72 disciples sent out by Jesus, Paul and Barnabas knew that sharing the good news of Jesus wasn't about words or action, it was about showing and telling. So how exactly do we show people the gospel without just telling people about the gospel? If you read stories about the early days with Jesus followers, there's something that you may notice. Wherever they went, they brought value to others. So people found that the message of God and Jesus was the hope that they needed, so they responded positively. Their actions brought value to others. They healed the people of diseases and helped people in need. Their relationships brought value to others. Through getting to know people and spending time with them, they earned their trust and better understood how to help them. Another consequence of bringing value to others is when we do bring value to others, we earn trust and influence with them. Think about the people you trust and are influenced by. Chances are... Chances are they are the people who have helped you or added value to your life. Whether it's a YouTuber you love, a coach who has invested in you, or someone who has been your friend for years, you're more likely to listen to their words than the words of a stranger. So it's interesting to see how when the, when the apostles helped and brought value to others through their words, actions, and friendships, people responded to the message they had to share. In both of the passages that we read, followers of Jesus understood that when it comes to sharing the gospel, sometimes we need to earn the right to be heard. If we're going to accept our mission from Jesus, one of the things that we need to understand is that instead of expecting others to listen to what we have to say, we need to earn the right to be heard by bringing value to others through our words, actions, and relationships. We could have the greatest news in the world to share with them, which we do. But unless we've earned their trust and if we have influence with others, there's no guarantee people will want to hear what we have to say. You can tell others about Jesus with your words, but we also need to show them who Jesus is by letting our words, actions, and relationships be a source of help and hope for the people that we encounter. If you want to join Jesus on his mission, do not just talk. Be helpful, too. When you add value to others' lives by, in your words, actions, and relationships, you'll begin to earn the right to be heard. 
So how exactly can you show and tell people about the good news of Jesus? How can you add so much value to other people's lives that they want to hear you talk about the Jesus you follow? Well, you crazy little kids who are sitting in your rooms that woke up five seconds ago, I know, we have an easy acronym for you called CPR. No, C stands for care. So you can find anyone in your community, school, any, really anywhere in the world and just care for them by doing simple actions like, I don't know, mowing their lawn, just whatever. Or you can listen to them or you can just be a friend to them and all is showing the love of Jesus. The P stands for prayer, which is asking God to give you opportunities to tell them the good news that of how Jesus has changed your life. Relax, pray, and wait for God to show you an opportunity. And the R stands for respond. Once you've built up trust with people through prayer and spending time with them and showing God's love through them through your, through your actions, then you need to take the opportunity God gives you to s keep sharing the word with them and spreading the gospel to them. All right, to recap all this morning, we have been talking about showing and telling, not just showing how you love God, but also telling people about how you love God and how he influences. It goes hand in hand. Uh, now we're going to go into our Sunday school groups. We hope this was a fun lesson this morning, and don't forget, stay classy. Stay classy. Stay classy. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the classy spies are going to show you how it's done.